0: The End Around Podcast. I am Matt Speak with Will McFadden. We are in Flowery Branch and the Falcons today Will pulled off one of the more memorable I won't say the most, but one of the more memorable, stunning wins, at least in Dan Quinn's era as head coach. Um I wrote my column, you know, not when they beat the Saints coming out of the bye, Will. I thought that was perhaps the biggest regular season win, considering everything going into that game and mm-hmm. where the team was. And then this this now going on the road against what was at the beginning of the day, well, the top seed yeah. in the NFC. Thrilling come-from-behind victory. 29-22 at Levi Stadium. Lots to talk about, especially the end of the game. Um, lots to talk about as far as framing this win and what it means for this
1: season and the team moving forward. But
0: what's your gut reaction uh, to this one, Will?
1: I mean, it it's just great. It's a lot of fun. That was a, a really, really fun game. It was really exciting at the finish. And, I, you know, I think I tweeted out when there was a minute and 11 seconds left and the Falcons offense was driving. It's just like, man, you, you just miss football games like this. When you're kind of having the year that they've had and there's not a lot of, you know, I think the 49ers have been involved three of their last four games have, ended on like the last play, has basically determined the outcome of the game. That is fun, exciting football, and I'm glad that Falcons fans got to be a part of that and especially come out with a win in a game like this on the road. You mentioned the Saints game in juxtaposition with with this, and I think there are a lot of similarities, but the Saints game, given... That it was coming out of the bye. The Falcons were one and seven at that point. That was more of like a where the heck did this come from? This was a surprise. Where today, before this game, you and I were talking a little bit about it, and neither of us had kind of a sense of a gut feeling for this. We didn't know if it was going to be a close game. We didn't know if it was going to be a blowout one way or the other. But as the game unfolded, and this is what you touched on in your column. The Falcons felt like they belonged in this game with this team that, like you said, was the number one seed coming into the game. They looked every bit like they belonged going toe-to-toe with the juggernaut, and it was fun to see.
0: Yeah, I thought they were going to come out. I didn't know what the final was going to be. No one did, obviously, but I thought they were going (laughs) to go out there and be respectable, play respectable. I thought Matt Ryan, considering all of the injuries that Sam – now the Falcons came into this limping too. They, they had some significant injuries, no Calvin Ridley and a number of other players, but the Niners were really beat up coming into this game. And I thought that Atlanta's offense would take advantage of it, but what as it turns out, you know, uh there were some players that played well on offense, but the defense as you wrote in your story was kind of the story of the day for me um and and until the end of the game. Uh I just thought the offense and I thought Matt Ryan, I thought the offensive line, I just thought that they were solid all Mm -hmm. game long. After that scoreless first quarter, I said to myself, This is gonna be interesting because they played really well. If they can keep this going, if they can match this intensity, if they can bleedy Ray Wilson, had a couple of pass breakups today that were near picks. If they can cash in, I was kind of concerned that, hey, on the road against a team is that's that you know again, entered the, the day as the top seed in the NFC. Very good team. Very, very possible this team, you know, makes some noise in the postseason. Um I thought, you know what, they're only gonna get so many opportunities, Will. They've got to mm-hmm. cash in on these opportunities. Um it, you know so let's just start talking about that defense let's just start let's just start talking about how uh they attacked Atlanta's defense it was the George Kittle show uh he had 13 or no he had uh I God. believe it was 13 catches 13 for 134. For one,
1: yeah, and that's exactly what Julio Jones had. 13 catches yeah. for 134 two, yards. Uh, two pretty good players there, Matt. But you know, going back to to the defense, one thing that Dan Quinn said after the game during his press conference that I found kind of interesting, and it you know a light kind of went off in my head was all week they had talked about they wanted to come out with a road dog mentality, which of course they were against this you know really really good 49ers team. But what do we talk about always travels? Defense. So when they came out today, you're
0: starting to buy in. uh, I love it.
1: You know, (laughs) let's do it. But defense really, I think, sets the tone of a football game. You know, if you can come out here,
0: I'm so proud of
1: you. You're coming along. I like this. Come a long way, man. Seeing the Um, (laughs) light. Hey, I still love a good uh, offensive, offensive performance. But what the Falcons were able to do defensively, because it wasn't, it wasn't dominant per se, but it was very resilient. And it was, they were not going to let the 49ers get a big play on them. And I wrote about in the piece, I think they only had one run that was over 10 yards and they had five pass plays over 15 yards. So they weren't getting, the 49ers were not getting explosive plays against this defense. They were going to have to make them work their way down the field. As we saw in a crazy 21 play drive in the first quarter that stretched into the second quarter. That led to the first touchdown of the game, but there were several different times defensively when they made a play that kind of got negated by a penalty, such as the two you know roughing the passer calls. And it's moments when in the past or maybe earlier this season we would see that kind of lead to a snowball effect and and maybe, oh, they had a chance to get off the field and they didn't capitalize, and so now the team, the offense kind of goes down and scores. That didn't happen today, and I think we start there when we look at this win.
0: Well, you talk about that vaunted... 49ers rushing attack they did run for a buck 20 which isn't a lot considering what they've done to other teams this year yeah and they did rip off one run for 37 yards it was a tevin coleman run mm-hmm. however coleman only finished with 40 yards on the day uh their leading rusher was uh mostert with 54 so they player. had they had them they held him in check mm-hmm. uh it was george kittle um, who was doing all the damage? However, they kept him out of the end zone.
1: George Kittle's so good; he's man. good.
0: But you know what? <laughs> As I pointed out, Julio Jones had matched him statistically. You wouldn't think so because Julio had a couple uncharacteristic drops, and mm-hmm. but he had a great day. Yep. And uh, especially over the middle. Um, and you know, I, I tell you what; it was just fun to watch. But I th- going back to the defense, Grady Jarrett. Um, you know, we can talk about you know this this the, the penalty on the sack, but yeah, I th- he I played a very that. very yeah. he played very well. You know, in, you know when when Tack left with the uh, the injury, I thought guys came in. I thought Adrian Claiborne came in and played well.
1: Vic Beasley started the game, you with know, a with a sack. sack. He had a sack. I the thought very he first drive. played it well. Was nice. So
0: yeah, I I think you know again I keep going back to that one word solid. They just played, they were in position. They. They they ran to the ball well, they swarm tackled Kittle. That's you know Foye and you know got hurt I think in one of those mm-hmm. uh, plays on Kittle. But uh, it was just they were solid and they've been solid and they've yep. come out of the bye. That's one the thing. They're they're now four and two coming out of the bye with wins on the road at New Orleans, mm-hmm. at San Francisco swept the Panthers. And, uh, you know, all this talk of, well, that those two wins out coming out of the bye, was mm-hmm. it fluky? Right. I think they've put that to rest. And now with, you know, wh- what do they have now? They have Jacksonville and Tampa. Mm-hmm. They could very well end the second half on a 6-2 run. Yep. And that would, be,
1: that would say something. And I really like the word that you you use, solid. Yeah. Because sometimes what you'll see from teams when they don't believe that they've really got a shot is you'll see them be hyper-aggressive and take chances and maybe try to get some trick plays. I know before the game, you know, the broadcast said that Dan Quinn wanted to try to steal a possession. We saw them try to do that at the beginning of the second half by going for an onside kick. Loved it. And they it didn't, they didn't make it because of a penalty, but it almost didn't matter because that word solid, to me, means that the Falcons believed that they were every bit as talented and capable of hanging with the number 1 seed in the NFC even on the road because they weren't out here trying to throw the entire playbook at the 49ers they stuck to what they tried to do they ran the ball well they ran their offense they relied on their playmakers to make plays and they trusted in all three phases and that to me like that means something that that is the sign of a team i think figuring itself out who they are and heading in the right direction and unfortunately you know there's only two games left in the season but it's really cool to see where this team has come following the bye week.
0: Well, outside of that one magnificent drive the 49ers had where they scored the game's first touchdown, you know mm-hmm. in your story. 21 plays. They were f-
1: 21 plays. That's nuts.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. But on on third down, they were only 4 of 12. Mm-hmm. Atlanta got them off the field. On the flip side, the Falcons were 7 of 13, more than half. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, those are just key stats that you look at in uh, – uh, are f- very telling. Um the one thing that just you know, the one you, you brought up the special teams, it just the Falcons kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit with the penalties they set. did. A lot of penalties. I know the coaches aren't going to be happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um you could have made the case where if it you know, the game did come down to one play and in you know, they you know, they they, they rule Julio's catch short you know you're going to go back and you're going to go second guess those right. penalties but uh
1: yeah and especially the Kenyon barner uh you know fumble on that punt oh, probably felt so t- terrible for yeah, him because he's, he's had, he's had been good such a yes
0: he's had such a you know just he's been a
1: spark plug right but if if it had if the result maybe had gone the other way that's probably that to me felt like the moment where okay man this this game is changing a little bit because up until that point it really kind of had been a back and forth everybody you know, playing solid. There's that word again. And nobody was giving up explosive plays. Nobody was really hitting explosive plays. I mean, even Kittle, they were making him fight for every yard and he was doing a lot of fighting and getting a lot of extra yards. Mm. But that felt like the, uh-oh, you know, they one team has now made a mistake. One team has shot itself in the foot a little bit and the 49ers capitalized. But also then you felt the Falcons offense really kind of pick things up and say, hey, you know, the defense has done its job all day they've kept us in this game it's time for us now to make some plays rely on our guys and they did that and matt ryan has proven time and time again that he is not afraid of the big moment down late in the fourth quarter
0: yeah uh we mentioned penalties 11 penalties for the falcons for 98 yards um but this was tweeted at me by a guy who's uh he's, he's he's a stat head and uh uh he's always got good stuff but you brought up matt ryan listen to this Matt Ryan today was his twenty ninth fourth quarter comeback. Joe Montana's had twenty six. Jim Kelly's had twenty one. Aikman and Bradshaw fifteen each. Staubach and Young had thirteen each. Mm-hmm. That's that is rarefied air. Yep. And that is Matt Ryan. I I I in readers that write into into the mailbag. <laughs> and if you're listening now. You know how I feel and you know I get questions every single week about Matt Ryan and I've become uh I don't even know why I have to uh but I find myself defending Matt Ryan well and it's crazy to me that I have to to this fan base he is he is the best quarterback in this franchise's history mm-hmm. and he is still he didn't have great numbers today but again they were solid. I hate to keep saying that, saying <laughs> that, but he was 25 of 39. Nah, you know, 210, but he had the two touchdowns. Right. Um, and, and, and I would argue that he, the Austin Hoopers the was Austin Hooper, touchdown, too. We both are of the, the opinion
1: foot. that it, the ball did not hit the ground. It instead hit Austin Hooper's foot. Um, but that's neither here nor there because they called it the way they called it. Um, but Matt Ryan made the plays, as he so often does throughout his career, when they really mattered. You know when the chips are on the table and you've got to make a play, whether it was, was with his legs or with his arm, he he got it done today. And I mean, he made a lot of plays with his legs. Uh, now he's not fast. fast. He he doesn't look necessarily like the smoothest runner in the world, but he's not afraid to use every athletic ability that he has at his disposal to. Extend drives and, I'm and keep the Falcons on the field.
0: I'm surprised there were weren't extra some more flags called on some of those. He did. Matt Ryan it, yeah. gave himself up a couple of. Those, and I'm not criticizing. I'm just I was surprised, genuinely surprised that some of those hits on Matt when he was running mm-hmm. were not you know the rest. But like, he
1: pops right back up after those hits, and, oh, he was and they did a close today. up, and great. he was he was talking with the defense. Uh, so I mean, it was it was really fun to watch. It you could see his competitive juices flowing, and I think in a game like this. You really find out who you are as a competitor when it when it's really tight and it's like this can go either way. Yeah. That's when you got to like dig deep down as a player and basically say, okay, do I have what it takes to beat this guy who is trying really hard to beat me? Yeah. And so I think that's what made it really fun to watch today. And and we should give some credit to the offensive line who I think what they give up two sacks against a, a 49ers defense that was third in the league coming into today with 45 Bosa. sacks. Yeah. And, you know, I think Caleb McGarry played really well again. Chris Matt Lindstrom, Ryan was sacked
0: twice. Yeah, Chris uh, Lindstrom,
1: you know, it was his second start after coming back from IR. He played pretty solid. Jake Matthews, Jake I thought, Matthews played really well. Jake Matthews had a good game. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a really good performance from kind of all sides of the ball, I've I also feel like we should maybe give Ryan Allen the punter some credit because he flipped the field a couple of times that then helped positions that help the Falcons defense, allow that them to continue to play that Ben don't break style that helped them get the 49ers off the field. So he came through in, in some clutch moments as well.
0: Yeah. uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, the guy I mentioned who sent me that tweet. His name's Ryan Michael Mm -hmm. at the Ryan Michael. Good call. Um, He
1: does good, good stat stuff.
0: He does excellent stuff. So, you know, the, the Falcons today ran for collectively eighty-nine yards. They only had 20, 20 attempts. It was just one of those and they had some kinds of games runs called back, back
1: th- that you know they, it looked a little bit better maybe than those stats would indicate. But they you know ultimately at the end of the day you get the yards that you get that count on the stat sheet. But
0: yeah, so what I was saying is you know it, it was a solid effort, but again you know no one really stood out. Um, I thought you know Brian Hill or Brian Hill had one run for 16 yards and I thought you know what hey let's I was hoping he would you know get some more touches but uh um didn't happen it was just kind of you know I thought again I'm not second guessing anything because I thought they they called a really good game offensively I thought you know um outside of a there weren't a ton of negative plays mm-hmm. there was you know, Matt Ryan was sacked the one time, but um,
1: I thought I thought Dirk Cutter a- did an interesting job in the fourth quarter during their comeback attempt. In and I saw a lot of people on Twitter kind of being like, you know, enough with the screens. Why are we running so many screens? And I asked him about that last week. Basically, when you're in when you're in passing situations and the defense knows you're in passing situations, what can you do as an offense coordinator to help your quarterback against a pass rush that knows you're going to throw the ball? And one of the answers he gave was screens. And so I think that's what he was trying to do because we've seen this 49ers defense late in games basically take the game over and win the game for that team. He wasn't going to give them a chance to do that today. He was going to spread the field horizontally, get the ball out to the perimeter via wide receiver, receiver screens, tight end screens, throwing a running back screen or two. And I thought it was you know, it was an interesting approach, one that makes sense, and it turned out to be the right one as they were able to get down the field and then once they kind of had the defense guessing whether or not what's coming, you know, they slowed the pass rush down by completing some of those screens early on in the drive. Then you were able to see the plays develop down the field to Julio that really kind of got those chunk plays.
0: Yeah, so here they are, um, four and two the second half of the season and they just knocked in essence San Francisco went from the 1 seed to the 5 seed um boy the NFC is really stacking up they could end up having depending on what happens uh Monday night but you could have a log jam there with if 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 uh, New Orleans wins you could have the top 3 seeds with 11 wins uh San Francisco's got 11 wins and then Minnesota who I think is a team will um, that no one wants to face because they play really good defense. They can run the football, and if they have to throw it, they've got really <laughs> good wide receivers and Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. And the people want to knock Kirk Cousins, but he is a very accurate quarterback. I'm telling you, that's a team. Just I'm you're a skull stand now. I am not. I've been all along. If you read my wildly important NFL power rankings every week. I've been talking up this team. They're
1: wildly important. You can't miss them.
0: Well, I'm telling you right now, that's a team you want to keep your eye on. Uh, But Mm -hmm. just to put today in perspective a little bit, you know, the the Falcons, I I said it at the top, they've knocked really the two best teams in the NFC Mm -hmm. off in their house, in front of their fans. Let's talk about assessing this team. Let's talk about, as this team, as a Falcons fan, what what am I making of this team? And you know, DQ was asked this question in, in after the game. You know, they're one and seven in the first half. They're four and two now. And he didn't want to look back. He didn't want to sit there and look at it. the way he put it was, you know, we followed some things up. Mm-hmm. And we're just, I'm, you know, we're concentrating on the this moment. on this group staying yep. in the moment.
1: And they've got two games ahead. Um, so after the bye week, he approached it in two four game blocks. They went two and two during that first yeah. four-game block. They're two and zero oh so far in this final four-game block. Yes.
0: Point is, though, if I'm a Falcons fan, it, is it the first? It, what am I looking at? Am I, is this really mm-hmm. the first team, the first half of the season team, or the second half of the season team? And it's really yar, what yar, it's both. But mm-hmm. this team has parts. This team has players. Are they going to be able to keep them together? That's going to be the big question is what are they going to do with the salary cap? What are they going to do personnel wise? You know, they can go out, they can win out. But if I'm a fan right now, I'm trying to figure out, is this team a player two away or is this team in need of, because you know, the after the first eight games, well, you're saying
1: to yourself, Wow, big changes are going to have to come to this team. Yeah, you're seeing problems uh, gonna, uh, across the board in a lot of areas. So now
0: all of a sudden we right. start feeling a little bit better today. Mm-hmm. You, you, you mentioned the two two sacks that you know Matt Ryan was sacked twice, right? Right.
1: That's pretty good against this defense. Yes, especially when two of the guys that you're starting were your two first-round draft picks. That improvement is so you, coming from the guys you've invested in. So you're in. starting to feel better
0: about mm-hmm. the line. Yep. You're starting to feel better about guys like Russell
1: Gage. Mm-hmm. And before he went down, Calvin Ridley played. He was another... on pace for a 1,000-yard season, which I think should tell people something. So
0: you feel yeah. good about that. Julio Jones, you know, everyone was talking about George Kittle, but Julio
1: Jones matched,
0: played better than George Kittle today because he had the same amount of catches, the same amount of yards, but he scored twice. Mm-hmm. Kittle yeah. didn't. Julio Jones is Julio Jones. He's the best okay, he is the best receiver on the planet, so you got that yeah you've got a you've got a couple pro bowlers from last year up uh, you know, and we talked about jake matthews mm-hmm. they they resigned him he's in place Alex Max signed through two more seasons, i believe right the two the right side of the line is playing better mm-hmm. you, as a Falcons fan, you're feeling pretty good about where this team's at now. You're mad because of what happened in the first half. Everybody is. The old, Arthur Blank is was was not happy. Dan Quinn's not happy, but right now, looking at that
1: offense, you're feeling pretty good outside of the running back and the running game. Yes, what what I think the flip side to that argument, maybe the counterpoint would be. Last season, we kind of around this time towards the end of the year, we're saying some of the same things. You know, you're seeing younger players get more playing time. They're starting to win some games heading into the year. They didn't and play this dominant last they, year. They the weren't. No, half. this looks this looks and feels different because they're doing it against really really quality opponents. They're they look like they are legitimately winning these games. And but what do you say to the fan who's saying, you know, we kind of ran it back? this year from last year and maybe said, okay, we're going to get some guys back injuries, things like that. Young players are improving. They'll play better in their second year. We don't need to do too much. What do you say to the Falcons fan that says, I don't want to sit here and say, well, the offensive lines played better. So, you know, maybe that's not a big issue and we're getting good pass rush now and the secondary is coming along. But does that necessarily mean that it's going to get better from 2019 to 2020 in the way that it's gotten better from the first half of the season to the second half of the season, because that wasn't necessarily the case from 2018 to 2019. What what would your thoughts be on that?
0: I I'll take it back to the week before the bye week. Seattle, mm-hmm. second half of that game, they outscored him 20 to three in the second half. Mm-hmm. Now again, Seattle had a nice comfortable lead. They won that game 27 to 20. They had scored 27 first half points. I'm not trying to discredit anything there, but what I from that point on, from that half point, half sorry, halftime on from that game, this has been one of the best teams in the NFC. Yeah, and I and I am I stand by that. So for more than half of a season, and they have played really well. Yes, they've had they had a heartbreaking loss to. The Cardinals, mm-hmm. they they deserve to lose the game in, in Houston. They got beat badly.
1: Yes, they did.
0: The Titans beat them. Mm-hmm. Philly, they beat. And I'll tell the, you what, the Vikings, the Vikings beat just too. came out. That was just, a we- it was such it was, a weird game. It just that yeah. game, just so much hit them so quickly. Right, but you look at the best teams in the NFC right now. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Seattle. I felt like they played better against Minnesota in the second half. They had some weird plays. Matt had a weird interception. They you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that play that game started sack and then blocked punt. Blocked punt. It yeah. was just and then they had an issue with penalties. But I think this is a good team. It's a five win team, but it's a good team. I like how it's played in the second half. I want to see how they finish up but mm-hmm. they're going to have to make some hard decisions personnel wise. Yep. Uh there's been a ton of speculation just about this team anyway for a lot of different reasons which we're not going to get into. But if I'm a fan, I'm
1: feeling pretty good. Yeah. I'm feeling really good about you know the young guys. You so you mentioned the 27 points Seattle scored. Yeah. Since that game, yep. only one team has scored more than 26 points. And it was Tampa Bay, and I believe one of those touchdowns came on a pick six or a, or a fumble, if I'm if I'm At not mistaken. The so the defense, what what is really tangible, what I think you can point to and say from the first half to the second half, this has changed, we have not seen really any defensive miscues because of communication out there. You know, it, we talk about that Texans game, probably four or five plays you can point back to where it was just kind of a totally what the heck was – were you guys doing on that play? We haven't seen any of that recently. Well, so, like, that is tangible. That's real. And the big change coming into this year was, hey, Dan Quinn's taking over the defense. Mm-hmm. And after the first
0: handful of games, everyone's wondering, well, this – or thinking to themselves,
1: this isn't what we expected. Is this the right mixture to work?
0: Yeah. And, and he made – and you have to give him credit. He made some really bold decisions. He made some – he assessed, he put his ego aside, and he said, look it, I'm going to shuffle some coaches around, and when you're in the midst of that stretch, mm-hmm. everybody's second guessing you. Yeah, and to make those decisions the way he did when he did, it's paid off. And in this team, a big reason why this team—we all know the offensive talent—but a big re—but the encouraging thing is the mm-hmm. defense has played well, and the offensive line appears to be. Playing better and better. Caleb McGarry is playing better. Chris Lindstrom, now that he's back, he's again. He looks like a first-round yeah. pick. Jake Matthews is having a, a quietly Matthews really is, really good season. Jake Matthews has had his moments this season, mm-hmm. but
1: he has played well down the stretch. Right. You um, Matt Ryan is solid. You know. Yeah. Um, I, you know. You mentioned the the kind of staff change or the uh, duty changing, like the Dan Quinn kind of assigning different responsibilities We're to, about to his Morris assistants moving right. back over. Yep. Um, I think I think some people out there would maybe be thinking or some of the listeners are you're know, wondering maybe why didn't those changes happen sooner. That's well, what everyone's saying. Yes. Well, in the NFL there's so much work that has to be done to just build a game plan and get ready for the next opponent that it can be really really hard to make some of those broader personnel moves, assign different responsibilities When you're also trying to prepare for an opponent, they made those moves over the bye week. It just so happened that the bye week came in week nine. I mean, if the bye week is in week five, maybe we see those adjustments happen a little bit quicker. Maybe this turnaround, maybe this improvement and they get things right a little bit sooner Sometimes it just comes down to that. I mean, sometimes it's just really hard to yeah, do I mean, everything at we once. We all can play the woulda, shoulda, coulda right.
0: thing. Uh, but Dan Quinn did make the decisions. They This mm-hmm. team has turned around. That's what I mean. It's, it's, you Now you can't say it's a fluke. You can't say, uh, well, it's just, you know, they, they came out of the bye and, you know, everyone said, hey, they're they're playing their Super Bowl against the Saints. Well, Kyle Shanahan said the same thing about Atlanta today. Mm-hmm. They're going to come in here, and they're going to play it like it's their Super Bowl. You know, after a while— and they you, did, and they won. But, I mean, after a while, you know what? No, they're just a good team. Yeah.
1: And they're capable of beating you, and they did. They did. And, th- and that is basically what Kyle Shanahan said after the game. He said, that is—he said, I don't think we necessarily played poorly. He said, I don't think the 49ers played with— the level of you know um, precision and execution needed to beat this team but he also said that is they played well they coached better than us yeah they this... the Falcons in other words came out and won this game he doesn't feel that the 49ers played with a C minus effort he thinks they maybe played with a B a b plus effort but when you're that team and they're 11 and two coming into the game usually a B or a B plus effort, is enough to beat some teams in the NFL. It wasn't enough to beat the Falcons today because they came out and they played with an A-level effort.
0: Well, look at we all. You look at the scores week in and week out, and so many games every single week are decided by a you know a score mm-hmm. uh, or less. I mean, and the
1: Bears game today almost ended in the same fashion. Like it, it happens. Yeah,
0: and it's tough to win in this league, and it's tough to. You know, we always say these games sometimes come down to five or six yep. plays, momentum-changing plays, turnovers, whatever they may be, injuries. Mm-hmm. And to go on the road is even harder. That was a good environment today, too, for the 49ers. That they place had a packed lot, and they were loud. They had a lot to play for today. They had... A chance to clinch, yep. I think they ended up clinching they were, because the Rams lost, yeah, but, but
1: they were ready to celebrate. You could feel it. That yeah, was a, they, that was a party atmosphere for them.
0: They're playing for a top seed, and um, right now they're they're down to five. Crazy as that sounds, but uh, it just mm-hmm. goes to show you. Um, but they had a lot to play for, is my point. They have a talented team. Yep, they're having a great season, one of the best that they that f- proud franchise has had in a long time, and. Uh, you know they they, they have a, see see a team coming in with four wins, and they were you know mm-hmm. licking their chops, and Atlanta punched back, yep. and counterpunched, and stood in there, and even at the end of the game drove down the field, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you what, Matt Ryan today, if you aren't a Matt Ryan believer, if you weren't one before today. Just watching him command that team, will that team down the field? Mm-hmm. And Julio Jones played tough. Right. Uh, he got dinged up at one point early in the game.
1: Yeah, like, second hung in there. Offensive player was nuts.
0: And I'll tell you what, that was as inspirational as a, as a win that you're going to see in a long, long time. Falcons fans are going to be talking about that Saints win for a long time, and they're going to be talking about this win for a long time. Long time. Say what you want about the 2019 season, two of the most memorable wins in franchise history in recent history. Um, you know, we're sitting here talking about the all-decade team that we're going to be putting out, or not the all-decade team, but the ten best de- wins or moments in the in the, in the last decade.
1: Well, small-decade content is basically a <laughs> yeah.
0: Easy for me to say, but you have to put those up there. Yeah.
1: Well, you can hear the excitement in your voice from the
0: win, Matt. I, I was pretty excited. You know what? And it's and I imagine Falcons fans and they're they're all over the the world. Um as as we we see, you know, in the mailbag each morning, but uh th- this was a feel good moment. I'm happy for Dan Quinn. I said that after New Orleans. I'm happy for the veterans on this team to go into that environment. Yep. Cool moment for Matt Ryan, a family affair with Mike McGlinchey, you mm-hmm. know. It's just, It just had all the, the feel-good moments, say, well,
1: It did. And it was a legitimate win, and it it is was totally earned. And the Falcons had every moment that went against them, they bounced back. They were resilient. You know, we use the word solid. I think resilient is maybe my word for this game because even their game-winning touchdown came what? One play after a potential game-winning touchdown got overturned. And they said, you know what? Fine, we'll do it again. If we have to do it, if we have to do it twice, we'll do it twice. And that was kind of their attitude for today, and, and it was really impressive to and see. And good teams
0: persevere. Good yep. teams don't get rattled. Good teams stay in this the moment. Team, it's, it's unfortunate that this team couldn't keep just stay alive just heading into the bye. Bi-
1: That's kind of, I mean, because before the this season, a I said get to the no bye. We can be to, four and four. Yeah.
0: like This is a team right now that can will go toe-to-toe with any team in the league. Mm-hmm. This is a team right now that can has proven can beat the best teams in the league and uh and
1: it's a team that'll be fun to watch for the last two weeks. It sure is. And uh Falcons fans. Home finale, December 22nd. This Sunday Jacksonville against
0: Jacksonville. Jaguars. Woo, be there. All right, well, this was fun. It's always great talking about wins. Uh it's fun talking about uh wins.
1: This is this is a game. If you're an NFL fan, you're
0: just not going to forget this game.
1: Yeah no it was and it's it's really fun to be a part of the game or a game that the nation will be talking about and it'll be a lot of fun for team or for fans to watch SportsCenter tomorrow and get up and first take and whatever they're viewing you know of choice is and see them talking about the atlanta falcons beating a really good 49ers team it's just fun
0: it was a lot of fun and it was fun talking to you tonight always a pleasure and uh let's do it again next week thanks
1: for listening everybody thank you thank you have a good night